January 15th, Matthew chapter 10, verse 24, through chapter 11, verse 6. A student is not greater than the teacher. A servant is not greater than the master. The student shares the teacher's fate. The servant shares the master's fate. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, how much more will have happened to you, the members of the household? But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything will be revealed, all that is secret will be made public. What I tell you now, in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ears, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill you. They can only kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Not even a sparrow, worth only half a penny, can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to him than a whole flock of sparrows. If anyone acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will openly acknowledge that person before my Father in heaven. But if anyone denies me here on earth, I will deny that person before my Father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. No, I came to bring a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will find it. Anyone who welcomes you is welcoming me and anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. If you welcome a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will receive the same reward a prophet gets. And if you welcome good and godly people because of their godliness, you'll be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. When Jesus had finished giving these instructions to his twelve disciples, he went off teaching and preaching in towns throughout the country. John the Baptist, who was now in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you really the Messiah we've been waiting for, or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told them, Go back to John and tell him about what you have heard and seen. The blind see." The lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who are not offended by me. My name is Michael O'Dall. I'm from Wilmington, Ohio. Um, what brought me to the um, refuge is um, I had to find myself. Um, I had to learn how to love myself and let somebody else love me so I can love somebody else. Um, Jesus, I mean, 
He's wonderful. Um, he's already working wonders in my life. Um, he's doing things for me that I couldn't do for myself. Um, you know, um, just really just being a big part of my life. Um, I wish I would have met him. I wish I would have, um, you know, followed him a long time ago. Um, but, you know, due to circumstances, um, God put people in your life at the right times. Um, you know, and um, I'm happy to be here. Um, they said that, you know, um, this is probably going to be the hardest thing I ever have to do in my life. You know, um, and, and and so far, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it ain't easy, you know, but it's also going to be the best thing that I ever do for my life. Um, you know, so, um, I mean, coming up to Columbus, my first day um, at the Veritas Church, I mean, I felt already out of place, you know, and but I mean, brothers let, uh, made me feel welcome, made me feel loved, um, you know. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want to be there. It was just, you know, I really felt like, you know, I I I I, I didn't know if I wanted to change or not. Um, change is a hard part, but you know. It's it's been it's been wonderful. Um, I mean, I I struggle with anger and um, you know, I mean, God been working with me on that anger. Um, you know, just really putting me to a lot of tests since I've been here, and you know, um, I've been you know a lot of the tests been you know um, it's been good tests, um, but um, what I say is don't leave before the miracle happened. Um, before somebody told me one day, um, he said, don't leave before the miracle happened. And, um, it's, been, it's been a miracle every day, you know, just waking up and having something to eat and bed to sleep in when I go to sleep. Um, them, them are the miracles right there. Uh, and um, just give it a chance, you know, one day at a time. I love y'all brothers. Y'all have a good day. It is one of the most amazing and one of the most wonderful and I think one of the sweetest things in all the Bible that in the hours just before Jesus was to be killed, he had set his mind and his heart and his words to build faith and to build joy and to build faith into the lives of his followers. Just think of it. We're just hours before he knew he would not only die but be tortured with one of the worst devices of torture that has ever been conceived for hours and his mind was on them. I want you to have peace. I want you to rejoice. I want you to have faith. That's amazing. I try to put myself in, in his shoes. Or I'll ask you, tomorrow you're going to be killed. All right? Tomorrow, Sunday. Or for those of us 
watching Monday. You're going to be killed. And you're not only going to be killed, you're going to be tortured to death and you don't know how long it's going to take or how horrible it will be. What would you be thinking about? I think I would be wrestling with my own peace. (laughs) I think I'd be looking for my own joy. I think I'd be struggling with my own faith, not yours. Unless Christ had been so real to me and had come and so satisfied me that his peace and his joy and his faith was so filling me that I was freed, even in that kind of hour, to think about you. What a miracle. We have an amazing Savior. So peace, joy, and faith are his burden. Let me just point those out. Verse 27. Peace, John 14, we're all together. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now, joy, verse 28, middle of the verse. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced. Because I'm going to the Father. And the Father is greater than I. And now, faith, verse 29. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. Peace, joy, believing, faith. That's what he's aiming at before he suffers. He's just looking at them and saying, I want you to have peace. I don't want you to be troubled. I don't want you to be shaken. I don't want you to be anxious. I don't want the the waters of your life to be tormented. I want you to rejoice that I go to the Father. And I want you to trust in all that I'm doing for you now and all that the Father is going to do. I want you to trust me. Trust my work. Trust my word. Isn't that amazing? He's the one that's about to be torn to shreds and he wants them to have peace. Psalm 13, verses 1 through 6. Here we'll read about asking. Four times David asked, How long? He had prayed, but God had hidden himself and not answered. Ever feel that way? Of course. David had examined his heart and knew of no reason why God should abandon him. The longer God waited, the more the enemy would succeed. When you've had this same feeling, do what David did and talk to God with an honest and humble heart. We'll read about arguing. Would God be glorified by David's defeat? Would God's cause be helped by David's death? Should the enemy rejoice while God's people suffer? David reasoned with God, but did not try to tell God what to do. Sometimes prayer really does mean wrestling. And then we'll read about affirming. Faith does not always give answers, but it does give encouragement. No matter how successful the enemy appears to be, you can trust the Lord. You can rejoice in the Lord. Sing to the Lord and know that He will always deal bountifully with you. 
Psalm 13, verses 1 through 6. For the choir director, a psalm of David. O Lord, how long will you forget about me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the light to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he has been so good to me. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. She, wisdom, offers you life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly.